the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. And welcome to the Minnesota Football Show on a cloudy, kind of dark Sunday morning here. Uh, it's just two of us today, Bridget McDowell here with you and Eric Silva Brenneman joining me as well. Hello. How's it going? It's going well, Bridget. Uh, I am a cyborg. The Terminator 2 going here. <laughs> no, I, I feel good. Like, really uh, easy, successful surgery. I'm, I'm already off pain meds, feeling pretty good. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, had a little porch fest uh, yesterday. That was, that was really fun here in the neighborhood in Powderhorn. Um, really good bands, uh, really good vibe. It's amazing how much it's grown. I remember when it started, like, I think it, I was, I was telling somebody, it kind of came out of all the kind of sadness of losing um, a Mayday. Cause just like mm. we had Mayday for so long and then, you know, funds were gone and dried up and it was just like, yeah, but we're all like weird, cool artists in this neighborhood. We got to do some stuff. We got to do something. And so it literally just started, you know, like four or five years ago of just people popping up on porches. And now there's like tents and vendors and a beer That's garden. Awesome. Yeah, so nice. it's like it's, it's really blown up, uh, but it was cool. And uh, at the universe is just funny sometimes. Like I, I plopped down to eat my my vegan dumplings, and uh, <laughs> I, the dude next to me was wearing um, PSG warm up pants. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, oh, interesting. I was like, well, are you a supporter? Are you? I asked him, how long have you been a supporter? Before or after all the oil money? And he just kind of laughed, <laughs> and he's like, well. I'm Brazilian, so I go for Neymar, and I'm like, of course. <laughs> so, so I befriended this dude, this yeah, this new Brazilian friend. So shout out yeah. to Hans and Cita Escuta do Cara. Um, cool guy. He's he's only been here for two weeks. He's a student at the U. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So we we you know we we stayed in touch and we had we ate together and just hung out together. And he was asking me all these questions, and I'm just, oh, I want to hear from you in January and make sure you're still breathing. <laughs> It's like, make sure you check in when you hit that first negative 30. <laughs> I want to make sure you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, really nice guy, though, and uh, and a really cool festival. Yeah. Cool. How about you? Yeah, good. Um, I had a productive day yesterday getting laundry done and stuff around the house. And today is going to be kind of a lazy one watching some soccer and grabbing notes mm -hmm. and stuff. But, um, yeah, otherwise things are... Things are good. Chugging along. I've I've been car shopping, so that's that's car a shopping. great time. Yeah. What are you uh, looking at? Um. Well, I need to replace the Malibu sooner rather than later because the mm -hmm. computer is shot. So, um, looking at SUVs, I've been scrolling through some of the certified pre-owned, and prices aren't. I mean, they're they're not great, obviously, on new cars these days, but uh, yeah, they seem doable. And then I start clicking into the financing options and the estimates, and it's like, 
$400 a month. So, so we'll see. I don't know. It's, yep. I hear there's tons of back orders too. Like, Oh yeah. 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 But there is, I mean, there's at least, I've been looking at like Subaru and Volkswagen and smaller mm-hmm. SUV type. Um, well, if you want a Prius I, wagon, there, there's, there's been talk of this house of an upgrade. <laughs> so I don't know if it'd be certified pre-owned, but it would be uh, Eric pre-owned. <laughs> I mean, someone I know all that. I wouldn't mind that. <laughs> I've thought about Best of that. Luck on that. But yeah. yeah, it's a good car. It's a good car. I, I'm, I'm honestly not really ready for that kind of a change, but we'll see what happens. It's been awesome. <laughs> it's a nice place. Um, yeah. Speaking of, I'm, I'm actually watching Goyaz is playing um, Red Bull, Hedge Bull, Bragancino right now, 1-1, the 70th. Um, so, yeah, watching a little football, too. It's an early match. I mean, I guess it's noon there in, in uh, Sao Paulo, but it's weird to, like, flip it on while I was eating my cereal. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, like I mean, you're used to it. Like, that's the premier, kind, premier league right, way. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is kind of weird for, for a Brazil game. Yep. Um, Bridget, let's, I'll, I'll throw it to you to get this thing started. Uh, we have some gopher football updates from the women. Um, maybe you want to do a little recap of the previous one, and then they had their, um, their first conference match. So take it away. Yeah. So they closed out the uh, non-conference play with Marquette um, last weekend. Uh, ended up being a 3-0 win. Uh, lots of good shots, lots of high pressing. Um, first goal was a penalty kick in the 31st minute uh, by Bowman, and she got a brace in the 34th. Another late goal from Cesaron, uh assisted by Bowman in the 87th for the 3-0 win. Um, <clears throat> good game. I mean, it's... It, some of these non-conference game games haven't been against teams that are quite at their caliber. Um, sure. So really you're just looking for, you know, players finding those, those pairings in midfield and, you know, putting together the attack, um, which they have definitely managed to, to do. Um, Bowman's just tearing it up. It was, it was fun though, because uh, Marquette's goalkeeper, Chloe Olson is a Minneapolis native. Mm, cool. Um she went to Central Minnesota Thunder Academy uh, alum as well. Um, nice. So I got to chat with her a little bit uh, after the game. I mean, she she did let in three goals, but she made four huge saves, um, came up big. She's only a sophomore. Um, oh, wow. That's, and, that's impressive. Yeah. And she's, she's starting and uh, feels really good. I, and I think um, prospects are are good for her. Um, but uh, on the conference side, Gophers opened conference play with Nebraska yesterday, or Friday, sorry, um, end up losing one nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, going, going into conference, I, I think nobody expected them to, uh, to tear it up as much as they did in non-conference play where they were scoring, mm-hmm. you know, two, three goals. Uh, and they had trouble putting things together, and it was a it was a late goal. I know very little of the uh, Husker women's team this year. I think they were kind of mid table ish last year. Is it who who was like Purdue was like super good last year, right? Northwestern. I'm trying to remember the kind of the staples that were 
some of the best. Like Purdue was one of the best in the country, if I'm not mistaken. Like they were really, really good. Yeah, I think they were at the top last year. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's early. There's there's time to get it together. But, uh, <laughs> hey, look at that. that. That's a nice transition. Speaking of trying to get it together, we could start to talk about <laughs> Minnesota United FC. <laughs> Oof. Um, well, yeah. They, they had a, yeah, right. They had a double this week. So let's let's go back in time a little bit to Tuesday where they hosted LAFC. Um Final is one one, Bridget. Um, what what did you see in this one? Um, I mean, two teams. LAFC had already clinched. We'll talk about that in a little while. So they don't have a lot to play for. But you know, they're they're never an easy team. Although in the past, Minnesota has played them pretty well. We've got some pretty big wins, as I recall, out, out off of them. Um, I think my first note here was just watching a. Uh, I put Chico. That's not Chico. It's supposed to be Chicho Arango <laughs> and and Reynoso were just at each other's throats like oh, the yeah. entire match. Just <clears throat> it's kind of amazing there weren't any any red cards, especially for him because it's getting a little violent out there. Yes, it did. Um, yeah, the the matchups were entertaining, um, especially with him, uh, and I think it was Coleman and. Chicharito mm-hmm. a few times going at it as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we've we've played them pretty well at home. And I think coming into this one, LAFC was on like a stretch of, what, four or five losses. Yes. Uh, there might have been one draw in there, but but they were struggling. Um, so you kind of hope that you catch them, you know, at the bottom of at the bottom of that uh, that pit. Um mm-hmm not quite the case just because they do so well at tearing through midfields. Um, I mean, and that, and that goes for any team that they face, but Minnesota, especially as we know, is kind of easy to break down in midfield. Uh, And they managed to find those spaces. Um, Yeah. I I put in here that lots, lots of opportunities. Uh, Reynoso hit the net early. Um, Maybe we can jump to the 44th minute right before halftime. Uh, Brent Coleman, everyone's favorite defender, <laughs> scores a goal. Uh, I mean, to his credit, it was a great header uh, off of the Reynoso corner. Puts the loons up 1-0 at halftime. Yeah, and those are those are the goals that we've kind of come to expect from Coleman. Those are the ones that he scores, gets a pie in the box on a set piece, and heads it in. Um, that's kind of the the Coleman special, like his entire <laughs> tenure. So, um, yeah, I think it, it was a good boost for him and for the defense to just kind of have, have one under their belt. Mm-hmm. Um, but then of course, you know, they mix it up a little bit in, uh, after halftime. Um, yeah. Let's go there. <laughs> so, um, I guess the thing I noticed, and, and I'll, I'll ask you, but it, it seemed like, was it exhaustion or, or like you said, the, the, the change of formation or I'm not sure, or maybe a combination of the two, but it just seemed like LAFC was on another gear second half. Yeah, it seemed like it was all of the above. Um, yeah. Lots of quick tempers, I think. Uh, best illustrated probably by Dunlady coming in at halftime and then being subbed out uh, like 
18, 20 minutes that later. There, that was incredible. <laughs> like, I don't know if I've ever seen something like that before. That was very, very strange and yeah, frankly kind and of I, funny. <laughs> and I think I, I keep forgetting to go back and look, but I'm pretty sure that is not the first time it has happened with Donati. Man, um, he, he gets a yellow, we should mention. Out. He goes in, yeah, and, gets a yellow, and then he's pulled. And, and also, like, there were a couple warnings in there, too. And I, you know, he showed no sign of, like, he was just getting hotter and hotter on, on mm-hmm. some of these plays. And, I mean, L.A. is all over him. But it's just, yeah, it's absurd. Um, yes. shouldn't, shouldn't, have been, shouldn't have been a thing. Um, it, yeah, there, there was no chance of him, you know, doing anything real dangerous, uh, in, in the attacking sense. So, so yeah, he comes back out thing, things did settle out a little bit more. I think everyone kind of, once they saw that, it seemed like everyone calmed down a little bit Mm -hmm. and kind of settled into it. Um, the, the Amaria 1v1 in the 75th minute should have scored it, but it was a good look. Um, A dumb yellow card for Reynoso though. Yep. We'll Uh, talk about that later too. And yeah, I mean, we should mention Vela doing Vela things. He, he scores in the 65th of a blast outside to, to kind of tie the thing up. Um, And that was coming. He had, he had had quite a few of those and, um, they had every opportunity to to shut him down and just couldn't quite get there. But let's talk about this. Like the the game is basically over, Bridget. Ninety fourth minute in stoppage time. Um, I can't remember the name of their of their keeper right now, but absolute howler way outside uh-huh. the box. Attempts a header, completely whiffs the ball, and it's basically an open goal with Reynoso. And somehow from nowhere, I mean. Talk about a speed demon. Kellen Acosta like is able to yeah. burn back and make a clean tackle on Reynoso to basically save a wide open goal. I mean, yep. incredible heads up play from Acosta there, but also another one of those moments where that yeah. should have been a goal. Yep, and that that keeper is Maxime Cripo. Um, there you go. Yeah, solid, solid guy. Uh, he had a couple of kind of bobbled moments there. Um. Yeah, should have been a goal. Should have been should've an been easy. Should have been an easy one. Uh, and and everyone was suitably angry about the whole thing. Uh, yeah. which is which is always good. Um, <laughs> I guess sometimes it gets you somewhere. Uh. Yeah, I don't. I what, know. What I know. can you say? I, 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 your, your vibe is like spot on. I mean, yeah, all, all the subtext is, is right there. Uh, one, so one, one, one final. result, you know, yep. should have been, I think everyone looked at it as two drop points and not one, not one earned. Yep. Um, although Heath did, did play the, well, we played really well second half, but, um, you know, did the they usual did they? copy, copy paste every yeah. game. Yeah. Right. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, well, I'm, let me mention these things. We'll do a little palate cleanser here. So we already knew that LAFC and Philly had clinched playoffs, uh, winning currently leading both divisions. Um, we haven't talked a lot about 
Montreal Club de Foot uh, <laughs> on this program, and and they are doing really well. Like they've had a solid run. They're second with 56 points behind Philly. They also clinched their playoff spot, and I think it's the first time they've ever done it this early with uh, what two or three matches left. So congratulations yeah. to them. I mean, I, I don't think a lot of eyes. I mean, I'll, I'll fully say, speak for myself. I'm guilty of this that we haven't been paying that much attention to them and they've just quietly been doing extremely well. So, you know, yeah, I mean, things, things were definitely rocky beginning of the season and end of last season. And I don't think anyone expected them to really tear through like this. Yep. Um, I eight goals, seven yes, assists on the right? season. Um, Mason <laughs> not for, is not for Minnesota. Well. Never. Oh, see, oh. there's another one. Yep. Let me, let me get so, these daggers out here. Bridget. Can... Hold on a sec. <laughs> We've, I've got a couple more for later. Just wait. Oh, um, man. <laughs> former loons doing well. Uh, but yeah, so they're, they're tearing it up and, it, and it's good to see. They really they've, are. They've had a really rough uh, couple of years between the rebrand and the re rebrand and coaching <laughs> staff issues and, um, you know, some, uh, some big hits uh, in mm-hmm. terms of player personnel as well. So, yeah, good to see a bunch of guys who everyone – I mean, it's a team that you count out because it's a bunch of guys who just couldn't quite make it work on – it's it's not exactly a team of misfits, but a bunch of guys that you wouldn't necessarily imagine will work all that well together, and yep. they are absolutely tearing it up. So yeah. don't discount them going into playoffs. That's going to be a really fun one to watch on the East. Totally agreed. Uh, Wednesday – uh, Austin and RSL played two teams that, you know, may or may not hold sway over Minnesota United here. Definitely RSL. Um, Austin have a huge win with, uh, I can't even think of the, the guy now has a hat trick, his first hat trick. Um, and that allows Austin to also clinch. So, I mean, talk about a great story there. Is this, this is their, this is their second year, right? Yep. Second or third. That, that, that's bananas. Second. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? Incredible. That what what a story! I, I I can be nothing but happy for them. I mean that's that's amazing. Yeah, and they're they're really fun to watch as they do it. So just that kind of a turnaround. Um, okay, let's do we'll do another round of of MLS in a second. But before we do that, let's talk a little NWSL. Uh, we had some matches over the weekend: Washington Spirit two nil over Gotham. Uh, North Carolina Courage host Olympic uh, OL Rain, and that's how. Two to one win by the rain. Amazing way out goal by Megan Rapino that takes some pretty lucky bounces. I don't know if you saw that one. Did you see the highlight? Yep. Yeah. Like it, it was kind of a slow one, but it just took, you know, got the right little angles and the right little, it confused the keeper just enough. Um, great goal. Uh, Chicago hosts Houston. Houston win that one. Houston still on top of the table, by the way, one nil. And then kind of the one that a lot of, Eyes were on was the San Diego Wave and Angel City, which has kind of become the the big California rivalry there. Uh, San Diego pulled it off one nil, and this was their opening of their new stadium, right? Yep. Pretty awesome. And that there's a team too that, you know, once again, I don't think a lot of eyes were really on them to do as well as they have been, and they have been very consistent. I want to say they're second or third right now, just behind Houston. I mean, they're they're cruising. Hey, Alex Morgan. Yes. Enough said right there. Um, okay. 
Well, let's let's <laughs> sadly. I, I I got no good transition. Let's just long long pause. Yes, Heavy sneak sigh. back to this thing. Heavy uh-huh. sigh. Um, so Minnesota went to Kansas City yesterday, who have always been a, a thorn in this team's side, as we've mentioned many times on this program. Uh, Peter Vermees just always has always has an ace in the deck for for Adrian Heath. I mean. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> just he knows how to do it. He knows how to do it. Uh, I'll be honest. Like uh, I didn't watch a lot of this match because I I love myself too much, so I did not subject <laughs> myself to the uh, masochism. Um, but the final is four-one. Just a beatdown. Absolute ouch. Uh, three goals in the first half started with a uh, Michael Boxall own goal. Um, I don't know, Bridget. I'll, I'll just let you take it from there if you want to. Yeah, I know you don't want to, but if you would, <laughs> I would appreciate if you elaborate a little bit. How about that? Uh, <laughs> that works. Uh, yeah. So the own goal comes in the what, third minute, and Dane had already had to come out and and catch a few uh, kind of wayward shots. Um, I think I had been about to tweet something about all the action that Dane was seeing inside the first two minutes uh, when when this. When this ball comes in, um, you know, Dane tries to hit it away. It bounces right into Boxy and deflects right into the goal. I mean, Boxy was exactly where he needed to be at that time. So those things happen. Uh, and you kind of hope that they'll use that to claw their way back. Um, and it was not to be. I think it was nope. essentially an omen of the entire game. Um, but you can definitely tell it was a 4-3-3 again midfield with Rosales uh, and Trap right no Reynoso and Arriaga right no Ray Um, so up top it was Fragapane back from his suspension plus Amaria and Garcia Um, and they I think most of the attack came from Lawrence and Taylor from the back line uh, and Garcia trying to, trying to do a little defense for Taylor and uh, Fraga trying to do a little defense for Lawrence. And it was just a mess. Not, not uh, great when you're, when your attacks coming from your fullbacks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not a good sign. <laughs> I mean, if, uh, if Lawrence and Taylor had not been in this match together, it would be like a six zero mm-hmm. loss. Um, yes. Those two are definitely responsible for the one goal that Minnesota did score uh, being down three zero Garcia gets his first, first goal as a loon. Um, it was a slick goal. I liked it. Was, it. Yeah, it was nice. It was kind of a weird strike kind of on the volley goes for kind mm-hmm. of the, the karate kick on it. Yep. Yep. Um, the jump kick, but Absolutely. it goes in, it goes in. It wasn't, wasn't super pretty. Because you can tell that's not how he meant to hit it, but it goes in. So who cares? Great um, ball from up from Lawrence, who I know yeah. you already mentioned and already complimented. So yeah, good yeah. on him. And that's, I mean, we saw a few of those that it was once again. It was, you know, when they did get the ball into the final third, the problem was finishing. Um, Amaria's always got to take that one extra touch and give the ball away instead of shooting. They were, there was a, there was one uh, goal line 
save that should have been in. Uh, no one was really there to crash the goal um, and and put it in. That must have been when I was back at the at the concert. Probably, I don't remember probably, that. Probably, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it was you a, I think that was one of the later ones. And it, it looked like if that had gone in, I think things would have changed a little bit um, mm-hmm. for the rest of the match. But, uh, yeah, just everyone's caught ball watching. No one's uh, No one's really watching the ball. Or no one's actually like moving towards the ball. They're just sitting yeah. there watching it. And even I think it was the fourth Kansas City goal. It was like a slow motion. The ball just kind it of was a sl- across I saw the that, line. I saw that replay. It was yep. very slow motion. Nobody, yes. nobody was there to kick it out, or you know, even there was no Kansas City player standing there to just finish the thing. They all just kind of watched it to see if it would yep. go over the line, and it did. That was, I think, right? He gets a brace on him. Um, We should mention, too, you know, next to uh, Vermees always having it in for for Minnesota United, the number two person there is Johnny Russell. Johnny Russell loved tearing this Mm -hmm. team up and did not score, but provided a great assist to one of those four goals. I mean, and he had a couple of really nice shots that ended up being blocked. yeah, he was he was going for it, and he and uh, he and Trap got into it a few times. I think. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, there were there were quite a few like just one v one challenges that you know could could have gone a lot of ways. Uh, I think the first yellow card was not until like the eighty something minute. Rosales had been warned a few times and finally drew the card, so they pretty much let him play because. That's mm-hmm. how these. That's how this matchup is. Um, but yeah, with without Reynoso to to send a ball to, that kind of ganging up on anyone who got near the ball absolutely worked. I think I think that's a really good point. We should spend some time on Bridget because like this collapse this late is worrying, and and just knowing whether Reynoso's out with cards or with injury. I mean, it, it's no secret now in the league that if, if you can contain him or just get him out, that the team is mm-hmm. basically like, what's the thing? Like a one-trick pony? I think that's how you say the, the yep. idiom, yep. right? <laughs> <laughs> I always have to check myself because I'm really bad on those, but I think I got that one. Yeah, you, um, you got it. Um, so, and, and that was the case, right? They knew with him absolutely. out that they were going to have freedom, that they were going to be able to like flood and, and, and just come at him and attack with confidence and Man, Man, I I think what a disaster. I think even if Lude had been in there, even if he was playing injured, I think it would have helped a little bit just to to have that one piece that kind of pulls, uh, pulls the field together. Yeah. Um, Ariaga couldn't quite do that. Um, Trap couldn't do it. He had some huge tackles, but he was busy playing defense. He couldn't, he couldn't make those runs. He was, he was staying back. Uh, um, Lawrence is usually sending a ball to Reynoso or Fragapane. Reynoso's not there. Fragapane is getting ganged up on too because mm-hmm. he's usually the secondary guy. Um, but yeah, if your entire tactical offense is sending a ball through Lude and or Reynoso, <laughs> you need someone else in those roles who can play those roles. Yeah. Um, because it should be, <clears throat> even if you had this caliber of player and um, 
you know, an MVP like Reynoso, your all-star player, just having him out shouldn't so fundamentally alter the play, the the tactics, the formation yep. of your squad. Um, yep. So, yeah, every everything is built on the on the back of Reno. So, and they, this club will live or die by him. And it's man, it's so frustrating in a lot of ways too because we saw not not the last match, but two matches ago when they flipped the script when, when he was out also and brought in the the two striker formation that whatever it was the five three five two or whatever. I mean, it yeah. floated between whatever yeah. and. You know, they, they ultimately lose the match, but there were some glimmers of positivity in that. Right. But I don't know. And the, <laughs> just and the three defenders knew exactly where they needed to be. I mean, there, yeah. there were some glaring issues there, too, but we're going to see those. I mean, you could have 10 guys on the back line and they're going to find space because that's just how yeah. they play. But um, <laughs> yeah. <Man. laughs> well, let's let's talk a little bit about implications, because now. Now it's getting a little scary, right? It's it's hashtag yeah. panic time. Um, you think about where we were like a month ago. This team was like solidly in the top three, top four with, you know, not a lot of worries. And now yep. there's a question of can we even hold on and, and, score, and get a playoff spot? Um, some other scores from, from yesterday, uh, Austin and Nashville tie 1-1. Salt Lake City and Cincinnati, uh, Salt Lake hosts, and they actually lose 2-1 to one to Cincinnati. That is a bit of a gift from Cincinnati. That helps. Um, I'm gonna Vancouver beats Seattle. That's fine-ish. Uh, Minnesota is ultimately going to play Vancouver, and, you know, should be an easy win, but the way things are going, never know. Uh, Bridget, I, I, I'll posit this. The one that scares me the most right now is LA Galaxy. Um, they have a big win yesterday, 4-0 against Colorado. They've, they've been on a skid as well. But now if they're starting to turn a corner at the right time, um, they could make a huge jump. They have a game in hand also. Um, so, you know, in, in theory, they could they could double hop Minnesota in a way. Um, and, that's, and then there's other – go ahead. That's where the other promised dagger comes in. Raheem Edwards with an absolute – Galazzo last go. night uh, yeah. dribbles and beats like four defenders to put the ball in the net. Um, they're yes. they're just making it work. They're playing the way that Minnesota had to play last season, where it was okay. You have the ball, just go to goal, just make it happen. Mm-hmm. You know, stop stop trying to do all this passing in midfield. Just go to goal, and that's yep. exactly what they're doing, and, and that's what's working for them right now. A whole two points behind. Portland and Minnesota. Yep, um, yep. And Portland it, is the other one that's kind much. of the, that's right. They're the other big threat. They play today, so they could jump depending on things. RSL is a little bit interesting. They have to play both the Galaxy and Portland, so so maybe there's a bit of a uh, uh, what's the word uh, a detente there be- between all between those three teams that RSL maybe gets the the brunt of it. I don't know. It's this, this, this is what we were trying to avoid, though, right? We, we didn't want to get yeah. to all these probabilities, and now we have to we're, deal with all these probabilities. Where seven other teams decide your <laughs> yes. fate. Um, That's right. Yeah, I mean, Portland's scary because they can either be doing really well and, and winning 4-0, or they can be struggling 0-1 and, and just falling apart. So mm-hmm. uh, you never really know what you're going to get, um, and especially if they're facing you know another club much like that, like Real Salt Lake. It's a whole different thing. 
Um, but yeah, it's, and when your final games are against teams that are at the bottom and who are essentially playing for pride and just, you know, want to play spoiler. You want to spoil. I yeah. Mean, I mean, Kansas city is down in 12th, but you know, three points was enough to, to give them a little hope should a bunch of other teams lose. Sure. Um, and it's, that's absurd. It, it is absurd. Work, Vancouver doing the same thing too. Vancouver yep. went over Seattle. I mean, yeah. It's like and, you, you don't want these guys to get this confidence that have Minnesota yep. get blown out at the same time. It's yep. not not good. And then <laughs> good. and then to have your your final games be against two more of those teams, Vancouver and San Jose. Uh, Vancouver's a home game at least. That's that's a plus. San Jose, who the f knows? It all depends on which which team shows up on either side. Uh, I can see that going either direction, um, yeah. either horribly or fantastic. So it, uh, I think man. it was last night. I think it was Jeff Ruder saying that with this format, seven teams going in to playoffs there, it forces you to to pay attention to all these like middling teams that aren't. It lowers the standard, so mm-hmm. you can stumble your way into the top seven. But yeah. are there actually seven good teams that are like you know playoff contenders? No. Are there even five teams that are playoff contenders? No. Three, sure. But mm-hmm. instead, we instead we send seven for each side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, good point. And it's and it's a mess and you get all these games like this where you know it's yeah you know it comes down to tempers and and your level of frustration on any given day and um you know one player makes it or breaks it so it's yeah this this season is just weird definitely weird huh well we'll see where we're at next week there will there will be drama that is a, a guarantee. Uh, oh, man. We'll see what happens. Uh, let's take a break, and we'll do some internationals and wrap this thing up. Sweet. Thank you very much for listening to the show. Join the Patreon at patreon.com backwards slash Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. We've got some internationals to talk about now where things are slightly less insane, maybe? I think so. Yeah, well, let's let's start with the happy stuff for you. Uh, Liverpool in Champions League getting it done. 2-1 two, win over Ajax, so... Yay, points. Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> still doing um, Yeah. <laughs> Group uh, B had, had kind of an interesting one as well. Uh, Leverkusen beats Atletico Madrid. Atletico Madrid's kind of st- struggling, which is a weird thing to say. Mm-hmm. And then the really big one, Porto hosts Club Bruges. And Club Bruges, 4-0 win. Club Bruges are, are top of Group B right now, which is I don't think a lot of people would have called that one at the start of this campaign. So nope. impressive. There is um, who is I know there's at least one USMNT player there, and I'm escaping. The name's escaping me right now. 
anyway yeah yeah good good, good on whoever the the dude is over there but impressive um bruges always takes me back a beautiful city that i got to visit many many years ago um it was one of those places that i knew really nothing about and we just kind of ended up there as like a kind of a school trip kind of thing and it just blew me away like to this day um beautiful beautiful well-preserved historic town all the canals i mean it's kind of similar to venice in, in some of those ways nice. i mean yeah it's a, it's a really the, cool place the movie is good. um it is oh yes also <laughs> just top film yes well said there there is my Bruce experience oh it's it's such it's such a good movie it's such a good movie um group c uh Pills and lose to Inter Milan and Bayern and Barcelona. Uh, I expected a little bit of tighter match, and I think they did play pretty well. But you know, Bayern's just got a little too much firepower. Two nil. The interesting thing there is, of course, um, Lewandowski facing his his <laughs> former buddies, and and his and is held scoreless. So that's something there. Uh, so Bayern there, big win, two nil, and then uh, kind of an interesting one here in Group D as well. Uh, sporting. Uh, Lisbon, 2-0 over Tottenham. And then Marseille and Frankfurt. Frankfurt actually wins that one as well. So you've got Sporting at the top of uh, Group D, including Tottenham. So kind of some, I mean, it's very early. We, we still have a no, number of rounds to go. But, you know, Club Bruges with the likes of Atletico Madrid leading. And then Sporting Portugal with uh, the likes of Tottenham also <laughs> leading the group. Did not foresee that one, nope. either of those. And going into Wednesday here, the fixtures, uh, Napoli continue to cruise. Big win over Rangers. Rangers host, but Napoli wins 3-0. They are the top of their group, uh, which, again, is a group that includes Liverpool. Um, you, you already know how that one went the first time. <laughs> yep. They're playing really well. Though. Like I, I was listening to, um, I think it was a, one of the Men in Blazers programs. They put out so much stuff anymore. But the guy was talking about the uh, resurgence of Napoli because they've really been in the uh, bottom of the barrel for a number of years now and finally have started to turn a corner with some really new signings and some new investment and whatnot. And uh, it's kind of a cool story. Uh, Group E got to AC Milan over Dinamo Zagreb 3-1. And Chelsea 1-1 Salzburg. That is the uh, the new guy, the new coach. His kind of his first big champions match he gets a tie at the very least so good for him uh Shakhtar Donetsk and, and Celtic tie 1-1 uh defending champs Real Madrid beat Leipzig 2-0 you've got uh Kubenhaven and Sevilla 0-0 Man City 2-1 over Dortmund with uh Holland continue to just be a madman goal he's just a beast he scores everything um Juventus actually host Benfica and lose. There's kind of a surprising one. So two to one win for Benfica there and Maccabi Haifa host PSG and they get smoked three to one. Some really good um, Mbappe had a sweet, sweet goal. I remember in that one. It, it's, it's so weird to me that, I mean, we, this could be like literally an entire episode to talk about how Israel gets to be a part of UEFA. Um, yeah. It's just, it's just weird. <laughs> all all nope. of the geopolitics that could, uh, <laughs> Yeah. I don't, I don't want to spiral too far off into that one, but it's weird. 
Um, Copa do Brasil, we've got the, the final set there. Uh, Corinthians hosted Fluminense for the next round, and they absolutely trashed them, uh, smoked them three to one, uh, five two aggregate. So you've got uh, the final set between Flamengo and Corinthians, which is just like one of the most classic final matchups you could have uh, in, in Copa do Brasil. Uh, interesting thing here is Flamengo also is in the Libertadores final. So they might be getting a lot of hardware in the near future. And this, I, I tried to look into this and didn't have enough time to like uh, really do the research because it's changed a little bit. But for future Libertadores burst, because technically, you know, you win the domestic cup and that's your direct line into Libertadores. But if you're already the winner of Libertadores and the defending champ, you know, then you already have that automatic birth. And I think usually it went to the runner up, but I think either last year or the year before that changed. And, I, and I'm not sure exactly how it changed. My little puppy is like going bananas over here. You hear that? Huh? <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I don't know what how the formats change, but if any listeners are aware of that, please uh, write in and let me know because I know it's not the same. It, it would have been yeah. way easier to just be like, oh, yeah, it's the second place team, but not the case. Um, so we had a pretty – a really interesting this week in racism, Bridget, and I know you kind of saw a little bit from what I was posting because it, it, it started out similar to a lot of cases that we've seen before. But it's interesting how it evolved because it went in a different yeah. direction that, that I was actually kind of impressed in, in a positive way. It took, it took an interesting spin. But it basically starts with Vinicius Jr., uh, who played, who came from Flamengo, plays for uh, Real Madrid currently. Um, I think he's going to have uh, an absolutely amazing World Cup. I think he might tear it up for Brazilian or the Celeste. But anyway... There's this program, it doesn't really matter, but this guy, Bravo is his name, Pedro Bravo, Spanish guy. He is the president of the Spanish Association of Footballing Business or Business Footballers, something like that. I'm translating from Portuguese <laughs> here, but he's just an asshole is what it boils down to. And he basically, very publicly, like they're on like live TV, and he basically just basically says he's, he's sick and tired of Vinicius Jr. dancing for goal celebrations. Um, he uses a much more racist term um, that has to do with the, uh, the primates, as you can imagine. Um, and he says this and you can, and you can see it because you know, it's a panel. You can see the eyes of a couple of the other panelists just kind of light up. And one guy rightly so like comes back at him. He's just like, you can't say that you no, that's unacceptable. And then he doubles down. And, and basically, he, he just says, well, you, you have to respect the uh, – translating. You have to respect the opponent. Um, when, you, when, you, when you score a goal, you can't, you can't just go into Samba because this isn't the Sambaldromo, like the place for Carnival. He's like, this is Spain. You have to respect your adversaries and be professional and not, and not do this, you know, the insert uh, primate. Well, it blew up, obviously. And uh, there's a hashtag, uh, Bailavini Jr. started from both, I think, Brazilian <laughs> and, and Spanish Twitter. And I thought it was just going to sit there at first, right? And just because, you know, seldom, seldom do these things ever get, really get resolved, as we've right. talked about many times on this <laughs> program, Bridget. <laughs> Vinny Jr. was ready. He was prepared. And not just him, but I mean, clearly he has like his social media team and media team. He put out one of the best responses I think I've ever seen 
he talks about a tattoo that he has that basically says like um I, I put it out on, on, on both my personal and the uh, Minnesota football show Instagram, if you want to go watch it again. But he basically says his tattoo says something like, as long as the color of your skin um, is stronger than the brilliance of your eyes, there's going to be war or something like that. Which is just like, damn, like that's his tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pr- pretty badass. And and then he talks about, um, he talks about the, the racism he faced in Brazil and, and then, and then what's interesting is they, as he's narrating this, right, you get to see um, the social media team collected, like, all the tweets and all the posts of, like, all the stuff he had to deal with in Brazil and Spain and, like, oh, you're not going to make it and, oh, you're trash and more, you know, racist comments you can imagine. But then, it, you know, then it flips to him signing the contract and it flips to him, like, scoring all these goals for Real Madrid and then, it, and then it, 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 he continues and you start to see the more of the similar things from, from the Spanish side. But then he also talks about, you know, he, he developed an app to help. Um, I can't remember exactly how that works. It, it's, it's, it's some app to connect students to resources in Rio specifically from like the favelas and from where he's from. He also talks about, you know, this is never going to make the clicks. This is never going to meet, make social media, but Oh, by the way, I'm funding free schools for impoverished children in Rio. And then it shoots to his schools and shows all the kids and the teachers. And he's like in class working with the kids. I mean, it was, it was so comprehensive and just such a great takedown and breakdown of, of like the entire situation that I don't know, like maybe this is, this is sets a new standard where it's just like, if you're going to be a racist piece of shit like this and you're, and you're going after a lot of these guys that that are tech savvy, that are doing all these other things besides just playing football. I mean, you you come back with this kind of a counterpunch, you know. And I mean, it was it was spectacular. It was really really good. So. Yeah, I think it it sparks a much better conversation than when when that stuff happens and and it's just you know kind of referenced Quiet, and, right? but otherwise, yeah, yeah. I mean, we and we saw similar with. Marcus Rashford. I mean, mm-hmm. dealing with some of some of that blowback, and then and then saying, "Well, I'm I'm here helping my community and and mm-hmm. feeding kids through the pandemic and doing what is needed here." So you know, yep. F and at the very end, it, yeah, at the very end, it's super cool too. He's like very unapologetic. He's like, "I'm going to keep dancing. You all should keep dancing." And then it kind of pans to like all the history of like, it's got Honol June, it's got Pele, it's got like Beckenbauer, it's got all these guys doing their little dances when they're, when they're, when they're scoring their goals and then panning to like current footballers too. that are just like, yo, keep dancing. Let's keep dancing. And there were, there were a few tributes this morning on uh, premier league Twitter. Oh yeah. Um, Gabriel Jesus scored Ah. for Arsenal and, and did this, the dance that nice. uh, Vane Jr. was was doing before that was called out, um, and even the Arsenal's club account saying yes, keep on dancing and taking. Hell yeah! Um, I've seen a few of those from different clubs this morning. So um, very cool. And very cool. and he is also still dancing this morning. So um, very cool. Yeah, it's it's been a very interesting uh, conversation. Definitely. Definitely. It just, just a different spin that, you know, for you and I that have been doing this for a long time, that it was a little <laughs> unexpected to see it kind of, you know, to, to see basically re- take back the narrative and just be like, listen, yeah. we're, we're not putting up with this. Exactly. It's great. It's great. 
Um, speaking of EPL, so that that was today. You're talking about this Arsenal match. Uh, you know, I usually take whatever NBC gives me, and yesterday that was Tottenham and uh, Leicester. Bridget, this was a fun match. Uh, I you know I'll be honest, I wasn't too engaged for like the first half. It was three two at halftime. Um, speaking of another Brazilian that likes to dance is Hicharlison. Uh, you know, kind of has a mediocre game, doesn't score, doesn't do a lot. So he gets substituted off. Son comes in in the 59th minute. I don't think I've ever seen this before. He, this dude plays for 30 minutes. So he comes on 59th, 60th minute, scores a hat trick off the bench in 30 minutes. Every time I was like jotting down a note and looked up, he scored again. It was incredible. I, I, when was the last time there was this kind of like a, a, a performance from from a bench player? Which it's it's weird that he's on the bench anyway, but then to right. just come out and like throw down like that in in a half hour, out of this world. That was a big. Uh, uh, totally lost the word. That's okay. Uh, yeah, a, a big shot back at you know anyone discounting his play. You know the, the last couple months that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that landed him on the bench. Um, he he can still do it. Uh, he just needs the right circumstances and, and assistance. Uh, yep. Yeah, he's... And all these goals, he, every one was, was better than the other. Like the first goal, yeah. he just gets this great angle. Uh, second one off of, off of the lefty I put in here, this great curve off the lefty. And then, and then the final one in the 87th, like it, it you know, they, they, they called... Uh, they called VAR on it, and then they, you know, everybody was screaming about offside, offside. And he he is so cool and collected. Like, he just stays there, kind of keeps his distance with the ref, and he's just biding his time, and leaves the VR thing, and then the ref signals the goal, and then he does his little picture thing. And it was, <laughs> it was great. I mean, he's, he's he so much fun to him? watch. Yeah, he's yeah. so much fun to watch. And just uh, on and off the field, seems like a really, really good guy, and, and you want him mm-hmm. to do well. That is, you mean, talk about a, a good problem to have when you have to decide between uh, Son and Hishalison. I mean, that's, right. <laughs> that's, that's rough right there. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know how you resolve that. Um, all right. We got one last thing to cover, our, our good news angle. This is going to make a lot of listeners pretty happy, I think. Bridget, take us home. Well, that's our Frankie. Is still our Frankie. Um, Francisco Calvo once again scoring an own goal this time uh, for his Turkish club Kanyaspor. Is that how we decided it's pronounced? I <laughs> um, sure something like that. Justin uh, will let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they played against Galatasaray on Friday. Um, he's playing center back, uh, slides in to to cut the ball off from. From an attacker uh, and in sliding and <laughs> reaching out, he just sends the ball right in, right into his own net. Um, yeah. So they had been tied 1-1, and that own goal was, was the difference. 2-1 loss. Typical. I mean, he's, he's scored for them. He's had some, some really good defensive moments. Uh, but it's, you know, the poster with like all the different jerseys that like the evolution of, of the home kit for each club, Mm -hmm. there's a special one for him where it's 
jerseys that he has scored an own goal in. And there's, probably <laughs> just as, there's probably just as many jerseys on that poster as most of yes. those posters have. Incredible. Um, yeah, that's our same, Frankie. That's our Frankie, exactly. And and the uh, same and the same response afterwards, like, well, come on. I don't I don't know. A little little shrug on the ground yep. as, as he's yep. as he's laying there. Immediately turn and blame whoever's next to him. Yep. Uh, that's that. That's your future Minnesota United manager right there, listeners. He's it's predestined. This is, this is all just this is all just auditioning right here is what's happening. Uh, Bridget. Okay, let's let's pretend here. Let's let's do a little uh, uh, fantasy mashup. Frankie Calvo is in the match yesterday against SKC in the back line for Minnesota United. Uh, how many more goals are we talking? Oh, at least two for Kansas City. <laughs> one, one of them, another own goal. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, and and one where he's like facing the other direction, and and an yes. attacker just or probably Johnny Russell uh, yeah. just slides right in behind him and and takes a shot with with no mark whatsoever. And then he just screams at Dane Sinclair, like, how yes. dare you? Exactly. <laughs> you were supposed to be there. Um, yep. Uh, love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, that's, that's a fun way to end it. Um, thank you, Bridget. And hopefully Rodrigo can join us again. It's been a couple weeks. I know he's been busy dealing with family things. And, uh, you know, that's how we roll. It's, it's, it's nice yeah. to have the team and we can, we can cover one another. Uh, but thank you, listeners. Uh, Patreon.com backslash MN football show is the spot. If you want to support this work and silliness and uh, that's about all I got. Do it again next time. See, see if uh, (laughs) we'll see what happens with Portland and (laughs) the rest of this table. And by the way, um, I ended up tying that. So I'll take it one, one away. Perfect. Fine. Great. And we (laughs) (laughs) take it and run. That's right. Um, We've got a, like a two week break ahead here with the international That's right. play happening. So um, Minnesota at San Jose on October 1st, that would be a Sunday evening. No Saturday evening. I can't read my calendar. Is Van- uh, Vancouver is not next week then, right? Vancouver is on the ninth. Okay. Which is a Sunday four in the afternoon. Got it. Yeah. So I guess we'll be talking a little bit of uh, internationals. This I think this is their, the final tune-up of all the national teams before the actual World Cup starts, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so, yeah. Which is just weird and bananas to <laughs> think about. You know, I'm still kind of wrapping my uh-huh. head around things, but here we go. Yeah, it's happening. All right, it's happening. Thanks again, Bridget, and all right, bye, Bye.